You know, two, just, a, just a quick side story. Two years ago, the bishop gave me the cap. Last year, he gave me the cross. And this year, he gives me a ring. And so the, mon the monks make fun of me at home, and they say that I'm the bishop's Christmas tree. You know, this week, us priests with the bishop, we took a retreat uh, to a monastery, not our monastery, a, a Roman Catholic monastery. We did a retreat, uh, a, the annual retreat that we do as clergy. And during the mass, Sayyidna preached and he said something during his homily that really stuck out to me and I think it will stick out to me for a long time. He said that early in the morning he went into the church and he prayed with the monks there stayed with them for an hour while they were praying, and his observation to us priests when he was preaching to us was that there are still people in the world who believe in the power of prayer, and that prayer can change things. I thought this was a beautiful observation because we, every one of us, myself included, we tend to forget this, and the world around us encourages us to forget this. But it's not something to forget. God is real, pa prayer is real, and it is powerful, and it indeed does change things. When he said it, it reminded me of our call as a monastery, that we need to be doing the same thing, and that this is the reason for which we live, to testify to the world that God is real, and that prayer is real, and that it is good. The monastic life, in that way, is an affront to the world, in especially two ways. It is a life of prayer, and it is a life of prayer in a family structure. As monks, we live in common. We live in a community. We live under house rules. You kept hearing the word typicon under this house rule, which is the ceremony. The word typicon is our rule of life. We live as a family under this house rule, which is the typicon, and we hold each other accountable for living that rule as we have promised ourselves to do in front of God and in front of one another. This is a major point for monastic life. Every monk has his own job. He's got his own duty. Everybody has his own kind of vocation within the greater vocation. Whether that means he's a cook, or he's a gardener, or he's an artist, or even a priest, the monk lives in the monastery with his community because the, mon the monastery, as a religious family, looks at the world, which tells us that we are only individuals, which tells us, you do your own thing and I'll do my own thing. You leave me alone and I'll leave you alone. And the monastic life replies, no, it is not good for man to be alone. And so we live together, and we live together in God around prayer, meditating on the Word of God, living the sacramental life. Prayer is preferred to everything else because prayer changes things. So that even if we're working, or we're studying, or we're doing our duties, or whatever it is that we're doing, God comes in and interrupts us according to our schedule. Every day at 12.30, we have to stop what we're doing and do our afternoon prayers. Every day at five o'clock, we have to stop what we're doing and pray Ramsha and so on with the night prayer and all the other prayers that we have. So that what the bishop said in this homily was spot on. Someone making the decision to live this admittedly weird life with weird rules, trust me, we have plenty of weird rules, anybody looking at this from the outside would think that we're crazy for doing this. Sometimes they even say it vocally, and that's okay. 
We would be crazy if God was not real. We would be crazy if, if prayer doesn't change things, if there's no power in it. We would be crazy if Christ did not die for us and rise from the dead. If all that is true though, then we are living a life witnessing to the faith that God is real, that prayer is real, and that it changes things. We're ultimately living a life that says, I will sacrifice all these things. I will live this really weird life. I will live out these really weird rules because God is worth it. But we're not the only ones witnessing to this truth, that prayer is real, that God is real. All of you guys are here to support. And in supporting, in being present here, you are saying, you're not crazy. Brother, I have to remember their names now. Brother Augustine and Brother Ephraim are not crazy. It is good that these men are giving themselves up to God. The amount of support and encouragement our monastery has received over the last almost nine years from our own people is astounding. It's a commentary on who we are together as a people. The Chaldean church is a prayerful church. It is a praying church. There was a, recently a Roman Catholic priest friend of mine after years, he's local, after years of seeing our youth, seeing our institutions, the seminary, the monastery, our nuns, seeing these institutions grow, years of seeing our packed masses, he told me that the Chaldeans, that the Chaldean church will reignite the faith in San Diego, and I think he is right. So in one sense, brothers and sisters, today is about the monastery and it's about these monks that have dedicated themselves fully to God. In a much deeper sense, it's what the same monks told me last night when I asked them, are you nervous about tomorrow? And they said, no, we're not nervous. This is for God and it's for our people. So for that reason, I'm very proud of them. They have kinds of fought all kinds of adversities all kinds of difficulties, all kinds of troubles, many things to get to the point where they are today, and they've done it well. They've done it prayerfully, and they've done it manfully. They have mustered up the courage by the grace of God to come into the church today in front of all of you and in front of God, in front of these, the bishops and the priests, and say yes to God definitively. Brothers and sisters, thank you for your support. Keep them and all of us in your prayers, and we always keep you in ours. Amen.